0: So anyway, that's the song that
1: got me the job And I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for that day Many years ago when they asked me to do multiplication tables Well, I went home and I came back with another song And weren't they surprised when I said This song is about zero Zero, they said. You don't multiply by zero, but you do, don't you? You know, what's a hundred times zero? Zero! What's a thousand times zero? Zero! Yeah! What's a million, gillion, dillion, zillion, quadrillion times zero? Zero! Well, there you have it. Zero is a very important thing, and if you count like this, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that's our ten digits, single digits. But when you get to nine, what do you do? You put the zero behind the one, and you can go on forever counting as high. As you want to go. But let me tell you about my hero. My hero, zero. Such a funny little hero. But till you came along, we counted on our fingers and toes. Now you're here to stay, and nobody really. How wonderful you are Why we could never reach the star Without you, 0 see, you know, my hero And what's so great about a zero? It's nothing, isn't it? Sure, it's nothing alone But place a zero after a one And you got yourself a ten See how important that is When you run out of digits, You can start all over again See how convenient
2: I love that lyric. Forever, towards infinity. Hey, this is Markley. We're listening to Bob Dureau right now, playing in front of an audience of children. Once again to my right, I've got my old friend Andrew Dorset. What's up? This is your third time on the show. It's getting it's getting stale by now. I
3: think second get, time in the day. You got to get some 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 new guests, man. I'm bored of myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and of course, there's Mike Coleman on the left. Hey, Markley. Well, guess what we're going to be talking about today? Billy Joel. I know it.
3: I know it. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: You remember what year I told you we're doing the Billy Joel <laughs> episode? <laughs> He has to fade into obscurity first. Oh! I don't think that's okay. ever gonna happen. Okay, okay. He's working on it. Did you hear about his plan for his last tour? No. Oh my God. You did you hear about his uh, proposed last tour plan?
0: What? Well, who? He, Billy, Billy Joel? Joel.
2: No. Yeah, he he wanted his farewell tour to be where he sits on a chair in the cage and looks at the audience. What? No. If he starts doing shit like that, he's going to wind up on an episode here. Yeah. yeah. That's a real low profile move if I've ever heard of one. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the stuff of legends. Right. So he's got the legendary part worked out clearly because you keep requesting. I do. I know you want to talk about. I do. What's his name again?
3: You know, that's old news to me now. Now I want to talk about Bob DeRoe. Who?
2: My hero,
4: Bob DeRoe. Yeah,
2: Bob DeRoe. He's your hero? He is. How so?
4: Well, he's the hipster saint. He's the bop legend. The grandfather of the love of the son of the hip magic that sprinkles upon the earth and keeps us all living and growing.
2: He's Bob DeRoe. He wrote, um, what? Like, a bunch of kid songs. Oh,
4: much more than that, my friend.
2: Like, he wrote, uh, but a whole lot. Uh, a bunch of kids songs. Mm-hmm. And then there's more? Much more.
3: Well, that's good. Yeah. We'll, we'll have something to talk about, at least.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was getting bored talking about all the kids' songs (laughs) you (laughs) wrote. This podcast is boring. (sighs) Yeah. uh, Didn't he write this one?
0: Uh, Right?
2: Didn't he write those lyrics? I, I
3: think so. I would say he probably did. Sounds like him.
5: I'm hip, I'm square, I'm alert, I'm awake, I'm aware, I'm on top of every scene, making the rounds, digging the sounds, I read Penthouse Magazine, cause I'm hip, I'm dig, I'm in step, when it was hip to be hip.
2: Second. Man, Bob Duro has such a beautiful voice, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, doesn't he? He really does. Yeah. He sounds a little different, but... Um, he didn't write that song. He didn't write that song. That's the thing. Do, <laughs> did he write the lyrics? No. No. What? That totally sounds like a Bob Duro song It's Dave to me. It
4: does.
3: You know why? Dave well, who,
2: what? Who? It's Frishberg. Frischberg? Yeah. Is that like a sandwich at Arby's? What is that? It may very well be. What is a Frischberg?
4: Well, he was a songwriter. And a musician. And much more than that. Probably. He's Bob DeRoe's friend. Oh.
2: Wait. So, Bob DeRoe had a friend, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) And he associated with a, a Mr. Frischberg.
3: He did. They were associates.
2: Okay. All right. I'll buy that. What did they were joined at the. Frishburg wrote
4: that.
0: They song were joined
2: at the hip. So hip. I, think so, yeah. hip. Ah, it I get is. it. I get it. OK.
3: I thought you were going to say LinkedIn profile, but <laughs> hip. That's better. I mean, it's a better joke.
4: <sighs> <sighs> what year was this written again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh.
2: Oh, this is um i think i have some music from david frishberg here what yeah this song's called and i'm playing this uh having never heard it before for you gentlemen uh, purely on the song title it's called slapping the cakes on me here's david frishberg <laughs> oh goodness
5: I walked in, I sat down, I took my customary look around, I saw a fine young thing heading straight my way, before I could think of something slick to say, she smiled and sat down and said, yes you may. She was slapping the cakes on me, my friend, slapping a cakes on me, she was slapping the cakes on me, my friend. As any fool could plainly see. Of course. She was full of feminine expertise. Ooh. She was on her toes and I was on my knees. Oh she my. Was I know one of these gals. She was slapping this. me, my friend. Slapping on guys like <laughs> <on> me.
0: <laughs>
4: Anybody got a life?
5: <laughs>
0: I can't. Of
5: course. I was Jazz. mute. I was mum. I was trying not to look too dumb. I said, "I certainly hope you won't misconstrue." But perhaps we could have a little drink or two. I said, "What's your pleasure?" She said, "Hey, Guys Mark. Like hey." She was slapping uh, a cake. Who's that? This is a cool
3: song, but didn't Bob Dorough write some stuff too?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, he wrote um, that song that goes. Um, 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 oh. 40 55 60 65 70 75 80 85 90 95 100 stop um we've got miles here hi that song taught me how to count miles is a uh, our and longtime now, engineer and he can Come only in. count in fives yeah and only in fives and i can only multiply in zeros well, that's, that's how jazz musicians work, I think, is yeah. that they count in fives, yeah. right, Andrew? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that's right.
3: Yep. yep. That's yeah. what the circle of fifths is all about, Yeah, so we can't count any other way. Yeah, it's the
6: rule of fives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bob DeRoe, man. Yeah, tell me more about Bob DeRoe, because I'm a big fan of Schoolhouse Rock and uh, of all the songs there, but I don't know that much about Bob DeRoe. Um Other than he sounds like a really sweet guy.
2: Well, this is one of his earlier efforts as a vocalist on an album. Uh, He's on a Miles Davis album called Facets. And uh, it's a great tune. It's called Blue Xmas, To Whom It May Concern. And it goes a little something like this. There it is.
7: Merry Christmas. I hope you have a light one, but for me, it's blue. Blue Christmas. That's the way you see it when you're feeling blue. Blue Xmas. When you're blue at Christmas time, you see right through all the waste, all the sham, all the haste, and plain old bad taste. Sidewalk Sandy classes are much, much, much too thin. They're wearing fancy red wow. costumes, false beards, and big, fat, phony grins. And nearly everybody's standing around holding out their empty hand. Say, call back to the
6: last episode. What year was gimmy, this released?
7: Gimme, 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 um, fill my stocking up. Andrew, do you know album, when this album came out? It's a time when the Donals greedy give a dime to the needy. Christmas. Uh, I've got it.
2: 1962. Wow. Bob Durow with the Miles Davis sextet. Blue Xmas to whom it may concern.
6: So this is, you know, like well before Schoolhouse Rock. Yep. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's a little bit earlier. See, Bob was a jazz cat, wasn't
4: he? He was. Wow. He was a youngster when he made this recording. Right. Kind of looked like Maynard G. Krebs uh i I guess that's kind of who yeah (laughs) we gotta it's kind of hard to make the generation (laughs) uh, the meme is that what they call it sure yeah i don't know okay (laughs) you know who bob denver is yeah of course okay well i've seen pictures of bob during the era in which he made this recording and he kind of looked like Bob Denver in Gilligan's Island. Oh, wow. Maner G. Krebs was a character in a different pro- TV program before Gilligan's Island.
2: Wait, was he on Dobie Gillis? Yeah, uh, that's the one. Oh, he Gilligan with the goatee. Little right bit on. little younger.
4: Exactly. Okay. So Bob had that kind of look. All with right. Big mouth, lips, choppers, singer's mouth, you know. Mm, wow. And that little crew cut. He was real thin. And he just looked like he was cool then. Uh huh. You know. Man. And he stayed
3: cool. He certainly Man. did. Wow. Anybody that can complain about Christmas like that, right?
2: friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you don't have a lot of favorite Christmas songs, do you?
3: Not except for that uh, that Rocky Erickson album, The Evil One. It's my okay. favorite Christmas record. Oh, that's, that's, great. Great. that's a
2: great one. Yeah. Really puts me in the in the Christmas spirit. You guys want to hear another one that Bob Durow wrote? And I guess. Recorded? I think it's the same session, no? Here's Nothing Like You from the Miles Davis album Sorcerer.
7: Nothing like you has ever been seen before. Nothing like you existed in days of yore. Never were lips so kissable. Never were eyes so bright. I can't believe it's possible that you bring me such delight. Nothing can match the rapture of your embrace Nothing can catch the magic that's in your face You're like a dream come true, something completely new Nothing like you has ever been seen before Nothing like you, nothing like you has ever been mine before Kisses I've known, but none so divine before no one has a your magnificence, who can describe your charms. I'd like to make my residence forever in your arms. I never knew how wonderful life could be. No one but you could ever do this to me. Call me a fool in love. One thing I'm certain of. Nothing like you has ever been seen before. Nothing like you. No.
0: That nose?
2: <laughs> you can hear the nose too. Can't you? He is a little yeah.
7: nasally. Yeah. yeah, very nasally. It's great. I think
2: that's probably what drew me to him as a child through the Schoolhouse Rock stuff. Yeah, me ran. too.
6: Yeah.
3: So if the listeners don't know, this uh, this this guy Bob Dorough, he uh, started off as a jazz singer, doing this stuff we've been listening to, and this later stuff. he went on to uh, write a bunch of the music for the popular children's television series of the 70s the 1970s it was was called it was called uh, schoolhouse rock wow and uh it's a great show if you youngsters out there haven't seen it should watch it and uh, a lot of his songs for that for that uh, tv show have been pretty popular over the years
6: how did that yeah, it's true? How did yeah. that come to be? Do you all know that story? Like how did Bob DeRoe come to go from the jazz world to the world of incredible children's songs?
4: Well, I I wanna say that it had some connection it had something to do with his friendships with uh, maybe David Frischberg's people. Possible, yes. Uh, publishing and NBC networks. Someone he knew of course, I could pull all this information up, but we don't have time for that.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, he he got
4: asked. He was asked to write songs for uh, a television program, an educational TV program for children that would teach kids how to count, how to spell, and so on.
2: And he didn't want the music to insult the kids' intelligence. Right, that's uh, one of the big things of
6: the songs. Not only are they like, uh, you know, musically, uh, I don't know if complex is the right word, but. Uh, delightful. Yeah, delightful. But also, like, the lyrics are, like, very clever, and it doesn't feel like a patronizing type of children's no. song, you know?
4: Not at all. I guess that's one of the wonderful things about Bob. He was hip enough to be able to relate to children
6: right. directly. Right. This one. And adults. Yeah, I still listen to these songs. Like, you know, I I throw them on mixtapes and stuff, especially uh, if I see what's coming up next here. Man, yeah, what a song. This is a great song. Three
7: is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number somewhere in the ancient mystic trinity you get three as a magic number the past and the present and the future faith and hope and charity the heart and the brain and the body give you three as a magic number it takes three legs to make a tripod or to make a table stand it takes three wheels to make a vehicle called a tricycle Nine, 12
5: 15 18 21 24 27 30 three,
7: six, 9 12 15
3: 18 21, 24 27 Then you got 30. 30
7: multiply backwards from 3 times 10 3 times 10 is 30 3 times 9 is 27 3 times 8 is 24
2: 3 times Man. 7 is I grew up on this and yeah. it was. I'm not from the generation when this came out. I'm from. I'm from this generation here. Whoa, I haven't
6: heard this before. Somewhere
4: in this hip hop soul community was going three they to me, and
1: that's the magic number. What does it all mean? Difficult preaching is posthumous pleasure. Yeah. pleasure in preaching
2: starts That's in more my era, but I knew the schoolhouse rock music stuff, music. and so I've basically been a Bob DeRoe fan who my is, whole life. Who is that right there? That's De La Soul. Wow. Yeah, De La Soul. They uh, were obviously fans as well. But yeah,
6: not only is that song catchy, it's educational. Yeah, it really teaches you something.
2: You learn something from that one. I mean, I remembered my mathematical, my, all my times tables were built in because of those songs that he wrote. I I have the record at home, Multiplication Rock, and you were saying that was kind of what kicked it off. That, that You've got the old school,
4: original, with the tape around the edges and the first issue, you know, mm-hmm. when those songs came out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, it was really smart to get Bob on board um, because he brought in all of his connects in the jazz world to do these sessions that were catchy, they were educational. In fact, I think I read somewhere that he said if he wasn't remembered for anything else, it would be okay if he was remembered only for Multiplication Rocks. Hmm. Wow. Pretty sure he will be.
6: Yeah, man. Yeah, those are the ones that kind of stick out, you know. Uh, Wait, are those songs on that record? On Multiplication Rocks?
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Any
2: songs that have to do with mathematics.
3: Yeah, but he also wrote songs not about mathematics. He wrote that song, Lolly, Lolly, Lolly,
2: get your adverbs here. Uh You know
0: that song? Yeah, that's a good one. I remember that one. That's a
3: good one. It's got a nice
2: chord progression on that one, too. Mm -hmm.
3: Shout out to my friend's dog, by the way, named Lolly. That's her song.
4: He didn't write "I'm just a bill." That was David Frischberg. Frischberg oh, again. Oh, right.
3: the Frischberg conspiracy.
6: And Frischberg <laughs> also wrote one of my favorites, right? Figure Eight, or was that Durrell? No,
3: no, he. But Bob Durrell wrote that, that one. That was Bob. okay. That was
6: Bob, because I was going to say on that multiplication but, rocks was Figure Eight on that one as well. Yeah.
2: but okay, he here's a connection. It though. Wait, I can I can tie this all together though. I, I've been, I've been. Paying You've been attention. doing your homework. I've been paying attention. You've been doing your. <laughs> We play uh, the Blossom tables. Deary, Oh, sorry. Which uh I'm hip. Blossom Deary sung Figure 8, which Bob did write. Well. So that's where I got my wires crossed. I yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah.
4: That's a sad one.
2: That's a yeah, it's yeah. So melancholy for That's probably why it being you know, about math. It's why I it like sticks. it so much. Yeah, Beautiful.
6: and it's the melodies like almost like classical music. That's right. Yeah, it's like Bach or
2: yeah, um yeah, something like that. Yeah, you've you've met Bob multiple times, haven't you, Mike? Twice. Yeah. Twice. Ready, what a Bob? guy. Ready, son? Uh huh. Let's go. Oh. Let's
7: go. What? It's Bob's Lonnie, voice. Lonnie, Lonnie, that voice right there? Lonnie, 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 got some I recognize here. his voice.
0: Come on down to Lonnie, get
5: the yeah, that is Bob's voice. multi
2: Multitracked, I think. How did that come to pass? Well, Meeting Ma- Bob. Meeting Bob? Bob (laughs) DeRoe.
4: Oh, that Bob. Well, uh, um, Bob was in town. I live in St. Louis, and Bob was apparently, uh, he was in town. I got the word through another friend of mine that he was coming to town, and, um, you know, Bob is my hero. He's no zero in my life. Yeah. And I wanted to go and meet him. And I wanted to go down there and photograph the performance. So I brought my camera. But I was kind of nervous about bringing my camera in. I guess I I was nervous about meeting my hero. Right. Sure. You know, and I knew I wasn't going to leave the evening's performance without meeting him. So it turns out that my friend that lives in town – was old friends with Bob's pickup drummer. So that was my in. And um, yeah, so Bob was in town uh, for uh, a birthday for a St. Louis impresario that knew a lot of people that Bob knew when he was coming up in the business and getting started. Mm -hmm. There's a songwriter that was based in St. Louis by the name of Fran Landisman. She and her husband had a club Uh, in the old Gaslight Square Entertainment District, and Uh Bob used to come through town a lot when he was getting started. So it was like a celebration of old friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I just wandered over. He was sitting on the side of the stage taking a little break before he began his set. And uh, I thought, here we go, you know? I brought my camera and sat down next to him and just started a conversation, you know? I said, hey, Bob, you know, you're my hero. And, uh, he was really warm, warm, like the sun, like immediately it was easy peasy getting to know him, you know? And, um, we talked and I told him that I wanted to photograph the, the set, you know? And I said, well, I'm not going to use a flash cause I don't want to disrupt you or your, or your band. And he's right. like, oh, you're a purist, huh? <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, so it was great. That was the first time. There, w- there was a second time.
2: Uh, wow. And that first time, is that the time that you took those videos?
4: It was, yeah. I, was I like, just took them with my phone.
2: I, I got it. I got a clip of it here. Uh, you shot Conjunction Junction oh. with the Bobettes, his backup singers. Yeah, he had a
4: band, a little band with some female vocalists.
3: If you don't know, Conjunction Junction is a song from uh, Schoolhouse Rock also. Yeah. Conjunction Junction What's your
0: function?
1: Hooking up words embraces
0: and losses. Conjunction Junction How's that
1: function? Got three favorite cars that get most of my job done. Conjunction Junction
6: on the piano, got stand-up bass, got to to like this and that. dancing backup singers,
1: button,
2: yeah, dancing backup singers.
1: Then there's R, you
2: have
1: a choice, this or that, and button R, you R. And button R. Jump to jump shop,
0: what's going to find shop? Looking up two box cars, and
1: making a run. Milk
0: and honey, peas and rice. Hey, that's nice. Dirty but
1: heavy losing your two.
2: Really spirited oh, performance. He's got a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah,
4: it was like a two hour set. Wow. Man. He did two
2: of them.
6: That's four hours. He did four hours? And for a
4: guy who was almost 90 years old.
2: Wait, did you say four hours? Four hours of (laughs) playing (laughs) that night. Wow. Four hours. How many hours was that? That's four. Well, it's two times two,
3: my friend.
1: Did you watch
2: both sets, Mike? What do you think? <laughs> what is this? $10,000 question? <laughs> I know it's not your job to engineer my computer, but no. I, I need help. What do you need? I feel like
4: I'm on Jeopardy or something. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear a couple
2: more. A little more of this song. There
0: we go. This is driving me crazy, man.
2: (laughs) What is that? (laughs) I'm just not going to mess with this knob anymore. How about that? It
6: sounds like it's like a Facebook update or something. Or a Windows update. I can't tell.
2: What we just heard, well, I, I know what the that sound we kept hearing is, but what we just heard was, if you're just tuning in right now, Conjunction Junction, Bob DeRoe and the Bobettes, where exactly?
4: Oh, that was at the Jazz Bistro in St. Louis, Missouri.
6: Oh my gosh. And what year was that released? Mm.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, what year was it?
4: You're really going to have me answer that question. <laughs> My God. What year was it and
2: was this, Billy Joel there? This yeah. trivia. <laughs> it was, well, I could tell you the day of the month. It was five days ago, X amount of years ago.
4: Oh, is this another $10,000 question? It's a
2: math problem.
4: Oh. You <laughs> yeah. mean I got to do multiplication?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Oh. I didn't watch enough Schoolhouse Rocks.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, Wait. Okay, it was the year that a lot of people um, in ancient times were predicting an apocalypse. Oh, Uh, that's
4: right. It was that year.
2: We have a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, what's your favorite Bob DeRoe song? Me? Yeah. My
3: favorite Bob DeRoe song uh, is, well, Figure Eight is really a great song, Hmm. but we've already been over that. Um, Oh. I really some of my favorites are are songs that he uh, just covered. Um, I believe he didn't actually write the song "Tis Autumn," but he does it, and it's beautiful and it's uh, humorous.
7: trees say they're tired, they've borne too much fruit spoiled on the wayside there's no dispute God, Bob's voice is now so good shedding leaves they don't give a hoot la-di-da scoping chubia tis autumn <laughs> old father time checked so there'd be no doubt. He called on the north wind to come on out. Now, hand in hand, so proudly they shout. Lottie Discope Jubiatis Autumn. Well, the birds got together to talk about the weather.
0: I like Scooody those irrs. Uh-huh. Me
7: too. Scooty do. Scooty doo. Scooty doo. Scooty doo. After making their decision with birdie like precision, they turned around. Air piano from and the made pantry a the, <laughs> far the south. My holding you close
6: Really is no crime no crime Andrew is Ask a pianist How sophisticated is this uh, Piano piece for you is it, is it really hitting all the right spots it's for you It's
3: hitting many spots help. for me
6: Yeah um,
3: My spots are being hit <laughs> Current, Currently uh, Sorry, that's TMI <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's he was a, a, a beautiful pianist, well, the birds uh-huh. and, uh, Got together. really very uh, very sophisticated. Yeah, uh, clever little yeah I'm little like things noticing he Noticing
6: like all those little twinkly like interval bits, yeah. you know, those sound great. Yeah, I have another no idea what he's th- doing. Well, but flourishes. Yeah, flourishes, flourishes.
3: Yeah, another thing he he did uh, that importantly that we're hearing in the background right now, he the way he sang. That's sort of almost like, uh, what's like the word? It's it's it's
4: conversational. It's very mm. conversational, kind of like yeah. a guy who just doesn't really.
3: It's, it's relaxed. It's not precious, right? 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 Yeah. Um, and that that vocal style, almost sort of, uh, f- like, uh, yeah, I don't know, um, th- it w- was was very influential to uh, singers like Mose Allison, who did it's kind of a similar thing. Um and there I'm there sure really isn't anyone who that. who did it like quite like, like Bob Dureau. You were talking about those R's, like he wasn't yeah. afraid of his southern accent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just kinda just kinda sang the way he sang. It's right. really uh, uh he's very humorous, as I said before. You really and, uh,
2: don't hear a lot of southern accents in jazz. That's right. That's right. Huh.
4: Where was he from? Bob was from Arkansas. Arkansas, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Southern Arkansas.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you, Mike, you met with him, uh, well, you went to see him a second time.
4: I did, and it was five years later, and he remembered me.
2: Like two years ago.
4: <laughs> was it two years ago? I think so. Is this another math problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multiply
2: <laughs> we by we zero, time my friend. Sta- Timestamping is very important that's these right. days. That's yeah. right. you know,
6: that's At least for posterity's sake, you know. Mm.
3: So that brings up the point that, uh, sadly, we lost Bob. When did he pass away? Was it last year? I want to say last year. It might have been last year. I I can find it.
4: 2018 or 2017.
3: Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, it was last year. Mm -hmm.
4: In spring. That's right. And he sang sang this beautiful song called Spring Can Really Hang You Up the Most. Mm. That's a good song. Isn't that telling?
6: Yes. Yes. That's a great title, man. Yeah. Yeah. That bob has got a way with words.
2: Hmm. Well, I don't think, Actually, those I don't were think Fran Landis.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, right then Fran does, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: What, is Frischberg involved on this song?
0: Hmm. Mm. This is I'm going to no.
2: Okay. No sandwich on Spring this one. this year? This is a later recording
1: of the song, yeah. Has got me feeling Like a horse that never left the post I lie in my room
2: For the listeners Staring
7: uh, up at the ceiling Bob looks
2: really self-satisfied on this album cover. Sure does, he's holding up one finger. Holding up one finger, looking you right in the eye with a little you know like yeah I like to say a real self-satisfied grant um, yeah kind of like almost like uh, like he caught a canary or something Wait like that use. or uh, and he's behind the the wheel of a real big ancient convertible
3: I, I bet the listeners are uh, wondering which finger he's
2: holding up <laughs> well that slide dog you slide yeah, dog yeah you're going to have to <laughs> dig through the record crates and Just to kill hope you get lucky for that one <laughs> You may be surprised. <laughs>
6: oh, he's wearing a fabulous suit and hat too. I don't know if we mentioned all that. Afternoon.
2: So he was a was he a classy dresser when you saw him? Sharp as a tack. He was wearing all black, uh-huh. uh huh, like a
4: turtleneck, um, t-shirt, mm-hmm. and black trousers with pleats, and a, and a turtle shirt. Turtle shirt
2: sure a t-shirt okay why not why not all right so
6: yeah turtle t-shirt
2: <laughs> yeah so we're yeah. just inventing facts I guess yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you said he was wearing a turtleneck t-shirt <laughs> well,
2: yeah
4: <laughs> all right Love. See and okay. uh, the thing that was really cool the is rounded. that he had a really long ponytail mm. but yeah. no that's hair on top. <laughs> Wow. Which I liked because he was wearing it with, uh, you know, schutzpah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, most, a lot of guys can't pull that off. No, but if you have,
6: Mm -hmm. you know, the self-assuredness of a Bob DeRoe, then that's going to be a fabulous look, you know. It's not, maybe not going to work on anybody else. No doubt. But for Bob.
4: And he's a diminutively sized man.
6: Hmm.
4: You know, kind of small. He's Irish. Uh... Yeah, yeah. His middle name yeah. is Elrod.
2: Elrod. Elrod Wow, that's a good tidbit for everybody out there. Yeah, no. You impress your friends.
6: Yeah. Well that's why you tune into low profile, right? We're to impress your friends.
2: Yeah, to impress <laughs> your <laughs> friends. Yeah, if, if you don't know, um, just you, the more people you tell about this show, the more impressed they'll be with you.
3: <laughs> yeah. True. That's true. That's true.
2: And it and it catches it catches on. Like a snowball effect. Like a snowball effect. a pyramid scheme.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: By the way, we're going to have plenty of delicious outtakes for high dollar cost. Uh, yeah, pa- those will be the Patreon extras. Talking you know? about
3: snowballs rolling down pyramids and stuff like that. We
2: actually just talked for two hours just about snowballs. And uh, if you want to hear that, go ahead and send us, pony us 100 up. bucks. Yeah, pony up. <laughs> That kick in the mic stand and shit like that—that's what you get for free. Hey, you, want the, you want the quality stuff.
4: You want the quality stuff. You gotta log on to the Ponzi yeah.
6: scheme. We record edition. those. Right. We record those in hyperbaric chambers. You know.
1: <laughs> oh, weren't wh- wh- we talking about? Love came our way, and I hoped it would last. We had our day, What were we talking about? All in the past.
2: Free. But I digress
6: We were talking about how Bob was such a snazzy dresser We were mentioning his his, his lovely hairstyle Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah And just what a lovely person he was
2: You know and he, just, he rocked confidence He truly did, you know Not he to mention the schoolhouse <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that?
4: Did you hear that? <laughs> and that was free The quips Yeah, these are free That isn't on Can the Ponzi imagine? scheme version No oh. No
3: Well, it gets even better, you know Yeah it's a Pons cast. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, he was a really sharp dressing fellow. Wow. Um if I remember right after the set, he put on a hat. Mm. Like a black fedora. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and um
6: say so, did he work the merch table like did, was he selling merchandise and was he working it himself did he have somebody with him like what was like his like so he had a backup band Like, he what had was a his backup band like, yeah you know? he
4: had a he had a uh, the second time I saw him he had a a, a group that was actually touring with him uh uh-huh. or had come with him from home he lives in he was living at the time in excuse me uh Connecticut uh uh-huh. no Pennsylvania mm. Pennsylvania and um so the group was touring with Bob. Uh, the first time I saw him, he had a pickup drummer, who my fr- my friend Clement actually knew from oh, way back in the day. Wow! Uh, he was that guy was a black artist group guy, Saint Louis Bag. Uh, I don't know the the. I tend to be a veritable fount of useless information that's why you're here i digress (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of Uh, what this is all about isn't it That's right that's right but
2: i have another i have another clip that you shot from uh the 2012 performance Mm. yeah let's roll that yeah i think we ought to okay so here is bob duro singing figure eight live in 2012 in st louis and uh this is a real treat because you don't often get to hear Bob sing this song.
1: Figure eight, is double four. Figure four, is half of eight. If you speak, you will be great. If you can pick, well figure. circle
2: that turns upon itself. Man, that's maybe the heaviest line. <laughs> One of the a children's song. Yeah, you can really... You know, I didn't like math when I was a kid. <laughs> Me either. So I could really relate. I still don't. To sort of the melancholy vibe that um, songs like this lend themselves to in regards to animation or animation and multiplication combined really yeah, well, makes an impression on a kid and it
6: it is kind of sorrowful stuff you know the idea of infinity or forever
3: yeah he does talk about infinity in this song yeah yeah oh the, that's, oh
4: that's man funny. this song is great this is the part that always Those gets words, me yeah coming up the, the stop yeah You know, that's when the tears start to well in your eyes oh, as it ascends.
2: Why is that okay? Well, and then with Blossom Deary's mopey voice singing it, it really is. Yeah. So
4: I need some information from one of the musicians sitting here at the table. Why is an ascending chord structure sad? Because it brings you down. Well.
3: I would say that, t- you know, theoretically speaking, an ascending melody like do like the one in that song,
5: Is would it because would, you would
3: know be, eventually it's going to go down. Well, that see that's possible. I would say that t- that technically speaking, it would be uplifting rather than, than than saddening, but I think that in the context of a of an already sort of melancholic song, that's a little bit of an uplift that 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 um, brings relief to. The, the, the you know stark relief to the sort of sadness in the rest of it and almost makes it more
2: sad you know what it's, i'm saying it's it's kind of like a roller coaster like <laughs> it's cranking to, up to the big drop down
4: it speaks yeah. to the inevitability of the fact that we're all in a state of decomposition there you go yeah and he,
6: entropy it sounds like he's doing that thing that like a lot of you know like irish like old, you know, laments or something might do, which is, it sound, I'm not sure May Andrew, you can tell me, it sounds like he's going between like major and minor yeah. melodies, he like does. back and forth, and there's something about that where you're like hitting a, uh, you know, you know, a major melody and then followed by a I, I don't know, I think that's part of it, too. Yeah, I read mm-hmm. recently
4: that, you know, Bob's kind of take on that, or his, what he's, his quotation was, and of course this is a, uh, uh
3: paraphrased we paraphrase thank yeah.
4: you um he said yeah it is a bit of a sad little number isn't it <laughs> hmm that's great <laughs>
6: well, that's a great well you, you know that elliot smith he covered elliot that, smith covered that, that beautifully song. if you yeah. haven't heard that oh, yeah so and oh lovely. boy it's we great can play that for the okay for the people
3: i guess that's our job right that's probably
6: a, yeah he was good at covering songs probably mm-hmm. a good idea and he gave this song as far as i know like the you know Uh, world class treatment I think this is done in Abbey Roads or maybe Sunset Sound yeah it's one of those Um, I don't think it made it on to figure eight but I think you know Uh, yeah, yeah. part of part of what's going on with the album's themes (laughs)
4: Bob, the second time, I took the opportunity to ask him about a number of other artists that mm-hmm. he might know about, and uh, uh, I asked him about. I grilled him about um, Captain Beefheart. Mm.
6: Oh, I didn't realize there's a connection there. I didn't grill him, but you know, i kind <laughs> of like, listen hey, to here, Buster.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, see, Bob, Bob was featured prominently on a weird little record that got released on pacific the pacific jazz label back in maybe 59 or something called jazz canto and it was essentially jazz music and poetry and bob was all over it and the story goes that uh Don Van Vliet had come down to Venice to visit his friend. um, Oh, God. I got to fact check. Uh, Don Van Vliet,
3: also known as Captain Beefheart, for those who don't know.
4: Don had a friend named Gary Marker, who was a session bass player, and he did a lot of jazz uh, sessions. And he was also in The Rising Suns with Ray Cooter and Taj Mahal and... Anyway, uh, he also was kind of like an early player on some magic band stuff. And he, he, he kind of schooled Don on a lot of musical ideas. And Don was getting ready to write Trout Mask replica. Uh, some people call that his magnum opus. But anyway, back to Gary Marker. Yeah. Right. Gary Marker uh, was playing the jazz canto record in his crib. It, when Don walks in and uh, he's like, apparently, Don said, I, I'm going to try to affect my best Don Van Vliet voice. Let's what's it. this, man? <laughs> this is great. It's like jazz and poetry. That's what I want. That's
2: exactly what I want. And I feel like that's a good approximation. Oh, yeah. That,
4: yeah. I was. This? the Bob DeRoe, Don Van Vliet, Connect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, I asked Bob about that. I said, because Don had just died um, like months before. I said, you, had you ever heard of this guy, Captain Beefheart? Uh, and Bob said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems I remember. I do remember that guy. Never heard of any of his stuff, though. <laughs> uh, is he still doing his thing? And I said, Oh, sadly, he passed away recently, and uh, he's like, "Oh, too bad. Real sorry to hear that." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
2: yeah. empathetic just because he had heard about him. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a real swell guy. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna have a link to the picture you have with uh, Bob. He's got his arm around you.
4: Yeah, God, that was a moment. Yeah.
3: Uh, here's something we can. I'll say now, and we can throw in some clips later if we yeah. want. But uh, for uh, so uh, I- before and during and even after the uh, recordings and releases of uh, Schoolhouse Rock, Bob Bob Durow would would make a jazz record about every ten years. He was pretty on the nose with it, and uh, the first one was in 15. When was uh, *Devil May Care*? I think fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. So then the next one was probably sixty-nine. I believe it was pretty on the nose with his with his ten year year thing, at least for a while. So you know he made jazz records up through the not, at least the nineties. Sure.
0: Now,
2: I no respect to Bob. You described him as a good-looking guy when he came out with Miles Davis, real hip-looking. Um, I once was in uh new york city and uh this wreck there was a record room in a venue we played at i think it. W- i think that was a oh no this was in uh trunk space in phoenix oh in phoenix arizona oh. i dug through all of their records and found absolutely nothing <laughs> and then all the way at the back the very last record in the crate out of like six crates was bob duro devil may care oh man Absolute score. That's a great record. Oh. Yeah,
4: yeah. On the Bethlehem label. Wow. Two bucks, oh.
2: and man, he is making a face like his ass is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's just like. <laughs> it's not a smile. He's just like. It's raising a, his his lips them, are raise, pursed. Yeah, they're his pursed. Lips, well, he's he's showing his gums. He he's, is. He's like. He's giving it one of those big
4: Arkansas teeth. like horse lip style smiles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, but. Um, you know, Devil May Care. Devil May Care. <laughs> um, we he should, certainly didn't. So this is a... Uh, yeah, look at those lips. And this shit is great.
7: Isn't it? This is such a
4: great record.
7: No cares for me can be. I've learned to love and to live. Devil may care. No blues are woes. Whatever comes later goes. That's how I take and I give. The devil may care. When the day is through, I suffer no regrets. I know that he who frets loses the night. For only a fool dreams he can hold back the dawn. He who is wise never tries to revise what's past and gone. Live love today, let come tomorrow what may. Don't even stop for a sigh. It doesn't help when you cry. That's why I live and I'll die. Devil may care. Yeah.
2: That trumpet is so good. Anybody know off the top of their head who that is on trumpet? I don't. I wish I did.
4: Me too. I I think
2: it was a guy named Harry. Sounds am going why. with that. Also, I figured out what this face is. He's like, he, he stepped in a dog turd. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's of. Y'all, y'all can look it up on Google Images. Duro dog turd. Hashtag.
3: And if you have any ideas about what he's making that face about... Should send us an email about it. Yeah,
2: in the comments for this episode, describe the face.
4: So he does. He wrote lyrics to a Charlie Parker composition for this album, which is a real like. Tearjerker, right? What's that one called? It's about a love affair between two birds called Baltimore Oriole. Wait, he wrote those
3: lyrics? Are you sure? I believe he did. Wait a second, we better get that fact straight. Fact check. I thought no, no, that's Hoagie Carmichael. Oh God. Okay, I did. I I could be wrong, but let's. Let's check Wait, before Darryl. we yeah. <laughs> before we run that tape. Okay, Wait, you guys who's talk. <laughs> all we can fact check. Well, Sorry, yeah, who's Andrew, tell here. me, who's this Hoagie Carmichael? Hoagie Carmichael is a great songwriter. And Darrell covered a, a, a few of his songs. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a songwriter in the 30s. I hope I'm right about that. Th- um, that sounds
2: about right.
7: Baltimore, Oreo, who? And I believe he
3: wrote this one.
7: She took a look at the Mercury one day. Well, it was 40 below. No time for a lady to be dragging her feathers around in the snow. Leaving her mate straight, she flew to the Paho. where a two-timing jaybird met the divine missile.
2: What's that? It- it's Hoagie.
7: Baltimore Oriole. She messed around with that jaybird till he singed her wings. Forgiving is easy.
2: You know the words to this it's one, It's a woman
7: like now nah. yeah. and then happens
2: sort of thing. Take her back home. Come on, give us a little. Home, home and home.
7: home. Without With her warbling.
2: Makes,
3: makes a
7: lonely, lonely man, man happy. happy. Baltimore. Baltimore, baltimore Wow yeah. Baltimore Oriole She he took a look Ooh. At the Mercury one day
6: I love those like hiccups well,
7: No time for a lady To be dragging her feathers around In the snow Okay, and I want to talk about something Beat That's happening her right here She's dressed in her best Off she flew to the tangy pahole that's a big river okay, near baltimore well, he, Where he just said that the
2: tangy pahole is a big river in baltimore yeah i remember we were in baltimore once and i've been you, there you asked the audience yeah about the tangy pahole right you said that bob duro told you yeah that it was a big river down in baltimore you know do you remember what they said Every, it was just blank stares <laughs> back at us. <laughs> That's they, why they we're just, doing this episode. <laughs> they just gave yeah. me the Baltimore stare. Yeah. Yeah. You got something, Michael? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Yardbird.
4: I stand suite. corrected. It's Yardbird, Yardbird Sweet.
7: All all. He
4: wrote lyrics she to that. And Charlie Parker had earlier Written the music, mm-hmm.
2: right? And the lyrics are about Charlie Parker,
4: correct? Yes, so it was an homage,
0: it's a, woman
4: like now
2: it it's a great homage, too. I ha, have, have it, has everybody heard this one? I have. This is for you, He said hey, jazz fans. I
7: sing this song, hoping you'll all find out the man who wrote the artwork suite.
2: Do
4: our listeners know who Charlie Parker was? Well, Bob's telling them. Oh, sorry, Bob.
2: Yeah, so Bob's doing the work for us.
7: Yeah. Bob's always doing
2: the work for us. Thanks, Bob. Our hero. Anybody have any final words on Bob DeRoe? You know, I thought of
3: another favorite song, Uh and I thought Uh of... What what I think his 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 face is all about On that record cover What do
6: you think his face is all about I think his face I think
3: he's trying to do Multiplication
6: tables Yep There it
2: is
0: Oh
6: And he can't remember Well that's why you had to write All those songs That's why you wrote all those songs Yeah
2: Your comments are no longer Welcome (laughs) listeners (laughs) We we figured it out (laughs) No please tell me I'm wrong I love it when people do that
7: (laughs) All
4: right Uh, Any parting words,
3: Michael?
7: Well,
4: I love this guy. I think that's probably already understood. But, you know, the world does. So,
7: we all do.
2: We could all use a little more Bob in our lives.
6: We certainly could. Yeah. Miles? Well, you know, this guy was a big part of my childhood in the same way that, like, a uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood or a Sesame Street was, you know. He uh, kept me company on sun- or Saturday mornings, you know, uh, which is where I watched Schoolhouse Rock. So hearing all this stuff about this fella, uh, who, who means a lot to me, is super appreciated, and I'm sure it's appreciated by the listeners. So thanks to all the, the, uh, the podcast guests here. For illuminating a wonderful man.
0: Hmm.
6: Yeah.
4: Well said. Well he made said. me feel less alone.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's a it's a rare thing when somebody can um, communicate that sort of uh, human spirit via television. Something as silly as a TV, you know. His and
4: voice c- is like a warm hug. Yeah,
2: it really is. I was looking for the words, but you just. You just nailed it. Okay, that was my friends and I digging into the world of Bob DeRoe. My good buddies came a long way. Uh, Mike came from St. Louis and Andrew from Whidbey Island. And we taped it immediately after the episode we did on Margot Gurion. So this episode is sort of a sequel to the Margot one. I hope you enjoyed Bob's music and I highly recommend getting any albums you can find by him. Next time on Low Profile, I'm joined once again by Andrew along with our longtime bandmate from the band Lake, Eli Moore. They both came down from the island to sit down and talk on the phone with Martin Newell, the founder of the British band Cleaners from Venus. Lost in
5: my own world, walking in a dream I-
2: from Venus are, as you can hear, an excellent pop group that self-released a bunch of cassettes in the 1980s, and have since developed a modest global following as they continue to put out new material on the regular. Martin was a really fun, humorous, and entertaining interview, and I'm so excited to share it. Please subscribe if you haven't already. I have some one-inch badges and stickers available, so if you want to pack it with that, uh, just send me an email, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever. My email is lowprofilemarkley at gmail.com. And I've got a Patreon account set up, so if you want to support the show financially, you can do that there. You can find it at lowprofilepodcast.com. Thanks, as always, to Engineer Miles for helping to make this show happen and supplying the studio. You'll be hearing from us again in a few weeks. Bye.